I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following, following. The following. Is journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Yes, it all started out as a mild curiosity in the junkyard. Now it's turned out to be quite a, a quite a great spirit of adventure. Don't you? People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Stuff. You're calling the butler. I'm very partial to tea and muffins. What's wrong with being childish? I like being childish. Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. Never trust a hug. It's just a way to hide your face. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. Gallifrey! Yes, this must be where I live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Gallif Radio. It's episode three. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me, as always, my companions, Veronica. Welcome back. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. A little tired. Been well, a busy day. A little wiped from the week. Yeah, it's been a long week. It's been the longest week, and I mean that because we're we're behind on this recording. Yes, um, <laughs> it has been a very long week. We apologize But for that. it is still release day. We're still getting this out to you on Gallif Radio Friday. Also joining us today, welcome back, Miss Sarah. How are you? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you are here. I'm glad you're here today. How's it going? Uh, it's okay. I'm busy playing piano all the time. You have the blue TARDIS, uh, cable on your mic. Oh, on the mic. It's, it's, uh, it's I did. I looked at the floor. It is the freshly (laughs) repaired mic cable. Dad just returned to us. Oh, so I just well, thanks, to, like, Jim Phillips. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to his birthday. Oh, that's right. Hey, it is his we said happy birthday first. Yeah, we have to say happy it. Birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. So, um, all right. Well, girls, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. As I said, we are running a little bit behind, so we're going to manically get through this one today. It might Sounds be a good. little shorter. Sounds good. Uh, right out of the gate, we've got a bunch of news. I want your guys' reaction to the news. There's a lot of stuff we're going to kind of get into here. First and foremost, we officially know when we're getting our first episode of season 11 of Doctor Who, which means we also know how long we have to get you caught up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the total is we are literally looking at like three weeks from Sunday. Because, three weeks? Yeah. October 7th is the debut of what? Doctor Who season 11. Mm-hmm. Everything happens in October. I know. October is the best. It's also happening on a different day, right? Yeah. You heard that right. I said Sunday. I didn't say Saturday. So for the first time in New Who history, it's a Sunday release, which I think is mm. going to give it some extra room to breathe. You know, they were competing with some other Saturday night primetime shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this will give them room to really kind of take over the BBC on Sunday. 
Yeah, definitely. So. I mean, I don't know what the rating is like, you know, viewership ratings are like over there. I just know that in the U.S., usually when there's a show that is airing on a Saturday, it's a show that nobody watches, you know, or mm. like, you know how they call like the Friday night time slot, like the, the slot of death, because nobody's home on Friday and Saturday oh, nights yeah. to watch these shows. So, I mean, all of the really good TV that I've watched over the years has always been on a Sunday. So it makes perfect sense for me to, for them to have this move. Mm. So here's some numbers. This is from season 10 of Doctor Who. Uh, and these um, numbers are in the millions, so I'm just going to be breaking them down in smaller digits. I won't say million every time. Okay. So the pilot of the episode 10, or season 10, was uh, 6.68. And the next episode was a 5.98, then a 5.61, 5.73. So it's in the fives. It dips all the way down to 4.82 and like towards the end of the series, and then picks back up to a 5.29 for the finale. Hmm. So well, yeah, the finales always get larger viewings. So it just seemed like ratings have been declining. Yeah, and it seems like if they can increase those numbers from the five millions to the that upper six million, like Mm -hmm. you know that first episode of this season, they were almost at um, a seven easily, Mm. seven million viewers, but they didn't quite hit it. This most recent season of of season ten, yeah. Okay, well, I haven't watched that, so I have no opinion on that. Correct, absolutely. (laughs) Right, right. I still have to catch up. I'm a little behind. How far behind am I? We just finished season eight. Season so eight. You're getting ready to start nine, and nine will move very fast. It is a much quicker season, and then ten, I also believe, is a much quicker season. How many episodes per season of these? Uh, well, twelve for the regular episodes plus your Christmas special, okay. meaning thirteen. So you have twenty six episodes. Well, to go. I feel like that's doable before October, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. If we start, I don't know. I've got a really busy couple of weeks coming up. Yeah, I've got weddings and things. And yeah, stuff. my little sister's getting married. Crazy. Uh, we have a ton of shows for our band booked and. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of exciting things happening, so I'm a, I don't know when I'm going to have time to catch up on Doctor Who. I guess the nice thing is we can always take the laptop to the um to the wedding, and just like bring the hard drive and watch Doctor Who that way. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, mean, we'll be busy. Yeah. We'll be busy, but we'll if be busy celebrating. But you're right. You're right. I mean, you know, when there's off time. Yeah. If yeah. there's off time. But I'll I figure it out. I'll figure it out. So yeah, it's cool to see Doctor Who back on Sundays. Now I showed you guys this just a little bit ago before we got on air but a former doctor has returned what yeah i will Mm -hmm. say watching it it was like watching the ghost of doctor who oh the 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 eccleston video yeah yeah he was looking like a dapper silver fox yeah oh you think he was ghoulish i was like oh he's aging nicely (laughs) yeah oh not not in a bad way just in a yeah i I couldn't uh, stop staring at the seed that was on his tooth and then on his lip for the entire video oh i didn't notice that (laughs) it was driving me batshit crazy the entire video i was like oh my god well maybe we should explain what this video is we haven't actually said what it was we're gonna explain it and then we'll go ahead and play it so um, Christopher Eccleston did a really beautiful thing, and for a couple Doctor Who fans who were getting married, uh, Blake and Liam, or Blaine, Blaine. and Liam, Blaine. Uh, he kind of came back into the character of Doctor Who, as it were. For a video shout out. And gave him a little message, and it's quite beautiful, and we are going to play that for you guys. You will be hearing it now. Uh, we'll briefly kind of talk over it a little bit as it's happening. I'll kind of describe. If you guys want to come around, you can. If not, I understand. We've already watched it. But here we go. We're going to go ahead and play this video. Well, you know, that's just typical, isn't it? Liam. Blame. 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 Blame's better, actually. Blame. I have missed him. You get married, 
you fall in love, you get married, you're really happy. It looks like Gordon Ramsay. And me, the doctor who has saved the, the universe. Hair. You're not used to God knows how many times. Hair spiked up. Doesn't yeah. get an invite. And it's all great. Doesn't. I mean, I don't mean in a bad way. I just mean in a Gordon Ramsay way. I don't well, know. <laughs> thank you. Typical of you apes, isn't it? Really? Typical of you apes. My two hearts are beating as one for you both today. Yeah, it's like a fucking video um, message from a ghost. Congratulations on your wedding day. <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. That, I think um, I get the ghoul reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I won't be there in the blue box, but I will be there in spirit. It's in a lovely little garden. Yeah. I mean, Have it was sweet. Day. It was super Bye. nice. Yeah. Aw. Yeah, I missed him. Yeah. Now I just want to watch Rose. <laughs> well, yeah. we can actually... This is kind of cool because we're following up on last episode where we talked a lot about Christopher Eccleston's one season as the Doctor. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's back in Doctor Who in character ether. for the first time, like, ever yeah. since so, he left. He actually recently did an interview and he opened up about his decision to leave Doctor Who saying it was kind of tragic to me that I didn't play him for longer. He's a beautiful character and I have a great deal of professional pride and I had done... Had, and had I done a second season, there would have been a mark improvement in my performance hmm. um, he says hmm. it's very important on a first series that you make a very informed and intelligent choice even if it means breaking the budget about getting the first director who is going to set the tone for the season for the way the actors relate that did not happen disaster so he didn't really say why there was a disaster but some people know there were some um, miscommunications problems. with the production company and Christopher Eccleston as the doctor disagreements on wardrobe things like that Huh. Uh, he'd had enough. He wanted to do it. I wanted to do it my way. They wanted something else. We were never going to compromise, so it was best to be straight about it and just go. Damn. Bummer. Um. And that whole thing, that rift in that bridge burned, kept him from being in the 50th and kept us having like this pure number of doctors, you know? God, I was so Man. disappointed. I really yeah, wanted to see yeah, him yeah. in that. I mean, didn't you see his face or something? Yeah, because what they, well, they did two parts where you see his face. The first time, as there's a video playing, lovely. I'm like, where the fuck am I hearing birds? It's on the video. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. See, pay attention. Um, so, uh, where was I at? Were we talking about Eccleston? Birds? No, birds. it wasn't that birds. That's I could think it was the birds. Oh, you were saying about his, seeing his face on the 50th. <laughs> yeah. And you just beautifully segued me. So, thank you. We're going to talk about the 50th and then we'll keep going into that. So. Uh, speaking of Christopher Eccleston and the 50th, right? Mm -hmm. So you do see him twice. They use refound footage from the first season. Mm -hmm. um, and from my next trick, which is in, in the Bad Wolf episode when mm -hmm. he, you know. Mm -hmm. And then um, they also do a shot where he's standing, but they actually had a different actor standing and they just CGI'd his face in place to look like he was standing there. Did he have to give them permission to use his likeness, or did they own the negative that part because of the he owns they own the rights to that form of the Doctor? So as long as he was portrayed as that form of the Doctor, did he get any uh -huh. kind of royalty from that? I don't know. I'm not actually sure how that works. That's tough. That's Interesting. Tough. But I mean, considering that cameo is with all the other Doctors, and it's only for like two tenths of a second in the final scene of the episode, and then okay, well, if you were him, wouldn't you be fucking infuriated if they used no, your no? Because face? you know what, they asked him first to be in it and he said no and that's why we got john hurt yeah i did know that so he didn't want any part of it and he and john hurt was awesome as the war doctor and it was a cool little creating a new form of the doctor that's not really the doctor you know mm -hmm. isn't that kind of like asking without asking though like if you're like 
well, we got these versions of the doctor here, you know, of Christopher Eccleston. So really he's going to be in it whether he likes it or not, but we'll ask him anyway. Like courtesy. Yeah. They asked him as a place of like, I'm sure this is probably how the phone conversation went down there. Maybe they really wanted him to do it. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure they did. Everybody did. And they're like, well, then fuck this guy. We'll do it anyway. Right. (laughs) I'm guessing. It just (laughs) seems like a lot. There's a bit of fuck this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck this guy. Let's just do it anyway. When they rang, when they rang him, I'm guessing that the conversation went something like hey we really want you back for the 50th this is what we have to offer you it's just like rolling about how you had to deal with the time war and everything that went south with that you'll be working with billy piper again so you'll get some rose interaction but she won't really be rose blah blah blah, kind of giving a little loose synopsis of what their play was and he was probably like you know i'm not really interested in returning the role i've got other stuff coming up i'm in hollywood things are going down the pike for me so i can't really do that and they said okay well since we have you here just to let you know there are a couple scenes we do have planned for the Ninth Doctor that's just going to be brief. We're going to use your stuff, and this is how we intend on doing that. Just want to let you know. I'm sure they weren't not forthright with him about it. I mean, is wow. that just your opinion or your version of what happened that you hope happened? Or is that I'm what saying, actually happened? I'm saying the professionalism that I know that the BBC holds for anybody who's played the Doctor. Like, I mean, even how shitty Tom Baker was after leaving Doctor <laughs> Who <laughs> and how nice they still are to him to this day. <laughs> so like, British. They got shit on by Tom Baker in a lot of ways. He was very, you know, like ran away from that role and and also couldn't escape that role all in the same token. It kind of brandished his career a little bit. Do you think that happened to Christopher Eccleston? Yes and no. I think he was already kind of on the way to being a made actor regardless. Yeah. You know, but this was the major actor. I really like him. And isn't he doing some like, didn't he just do a movie? Weren't you telling me that he was just in a movie? We were talking about Thor. Oh, yeah, because he did Thor the Dark World. And he didn't want to do that. He was Malekith. Or, I don't want to do it. Or what was it? It wasn't that he didn't want to do it. See, this is the difference between how Marvel and I'm guessing (laughs) BBC works. So Marvel told Christopher Eccleston, look, we want you to be Malekith, the Dark Elf, for our Dark World story. There's all CGI and no makeup involved. And he was like, great, sign me up. Mm-hmm. And he showed up day one and they're like, you have 12 and a half hours of makeup. <gasps> no, He yes. had so much makeup. It was all prosthetic. 100% and like, prosthetic. I mean, they 100% had his ears makeup, back. Everything head to toe. Oh, he was so mad. So that's why he will never return. And he barely had like any lines. He just stands there in this makeup, just glaring. And then when he does, so terrible. And when, yeah. he, when he does speak, he also speaks in the dark elf language. So it's all translated. So he's not even speaking like yeah, human roles. He's not even speaking any... Wow. I mean, that's not the character you want to be in a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh, that movie was bad. Now, check this out. I'm going to tie it all back together. I'm going to remember that character. Because as (laughs) we were talking about. so bad. (laughs) We were talking about the Ninth Doctor, and you were talking about him being in the 50th. Mm -hmm. I was also bringing up Tom Baker and his Discord for Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. So, here's the funny thing Doctor Who's Tom Baker reveals what he did not like about the 50th anniversary. This article that was just recently published. Was it that he wasn't? In it? No, I'm just kidding. Well, he was in it, though. He was the great curator. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, back in 2013, Doctor Who celebrated the fan favorite 50th special episode, saw the fourth Doctor back as a special guest appearance. Now, he's opening up about his experience, and he turns out he didn't have the best experience on the day of the Doctor set. Recent interview with Cinema Blend, uh, Baker revealed that only one member of the episode's cast was welcome to him, and that was Matt Smith. Hmm. So, that means Tennant didn't talk to him, John Hurt didn't talk to him. That's 
Yikes. Matt Smith is a darling young man. He made me very welcome. Uh, but he was the only one who welcomed me. I drove through the night to Cardiff, and Matt Smith came seeking me out, so full of joy, so happy to see me. He made it very, very easy acting with him, and I'm so glad he's going on to do the tumultuous, going on to tumultuous success. Nobody else bothered with me at all. I was a bit netted by that all. <laughs> yeah, who was saying that? Tom, Tom Baker. Baker. Oh, Tom Baker. Four. Tom Baker. <clears throat> that is a little strange to me. He also says that he did not like how the guy that produced it, he says, I didn't like his approach uh, to anything very much. His approach as a producer to the scripts and to my performance, he managed somehow how terrible to diminish me. He made assumptions about how I should do things or what lines meant or how it should be shot, which diminished me, and I found that unbearable. Ooh, unbearable. Man, how British. Very much so. Harsh. Uh, here's some new news for the new series going back to where we started in our news section here. Did you guys know that, and I want, I want your br- train of our existence, bring out the rage because Jodie Whittaker will have zero battles against any classic monsters. No Daleks, no Cybermen, nothing. Uh, you know what? I don't feel rage when I think about that. I actually am kind of, uh, excited about that. Me too. Ooh, Honestly, because... It. Like, how many more stories can we have about the Daleks? No shit. Like, and how many more times can it be, oh, shit, the Cybermen did it? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, it's always clever in its own way, but like... And it's nostalgic when they do reappear. Yeah, but like, at this point, I'm like, okay, if I have another, like, major Dalek story, I'm going to feel almost ripped off by the first story. Because the first story is so powerful. Speaking about Chris, Christopher Eccleston. No kidding. You know? Absolutely. Like, that's, like, such they a powerful story. They right then. <laughs> right. and then the bad wolf slash parting Yeah, the ways. way they make you almost feel bad for the Daleks when you don't technically, quote-unquote, you don't know them. They're assuming the audience, since it was the reboot, didn't know anything about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the naivety. So, naivety. Yeah, they assume you don't know nothing about it, and then you get to meet this creature, and like Rose feels bad, and you're on the journey with Rose. You know, everybody's on the journey with the companions, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then it's like when it finally happens, and you realize what the creatures are, and all that. Like you just go on that journey with them, and then it's like it's cheap shots. It feels like cheap shots after right. that, you know. Like it's I, like nostalgia's fine. The sequel, the sequel, the sequel. And then yeah. oh, then they get the new armor or not new armor. You know what I mean? Like when they get the, when they were the colors. Yeah. Ooh, there's colors now. Like I feel mm-hmm. like this is pop vinyls all the over Supreme again. You know, like <laughs> I'm on a ride. I, I don't know that, where it's going. I feel right. like the Daleks are almost kind of like the reverse Flash of the Doctor Who verse because. Technically speaking, they're always going back in time to try to stop the Doctor. Mm -hmm. So they're always scattered throughout time and space always. Mm -hmm. And yes, I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. No way. Rose said, I take all of you throughout all of time and space and Mm -hmm. I divide you. And it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. like just full of woe and vigor and whatnot. So... Yeah. That moment's awesome. And then you get the, the, the cult of Scarrow and the return yeah. of the Daleks. I'm okay with that one too because it was tied to that story. Okay. It was an offshoot of that. And then the third time you see him where the Daleks take Manhattan. Again. Is that the, the 20s themed one? The, the that was the one with the dude follow. that had the, you I know, the one eye. And it had the it had the little flapper girl. Yeah. Yeah. Kept, like, fawning over uh-huh. what was her boyfriend's name like luigi or something weird no it was no uh, i can't remember right, the girl's right. name it's either. an l it's an l let me look laszlo 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 yeah the pig people laszlo yeah 
Yeah. yeah. I can't do it. My, oh, I can't Laszlo. do the voice. I have a cold. Laszlo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I think it's cool and clever to not have her go up against classic villains because it forces people to be outside the box of what you expect in Doctor Who. Right. If they put a Dalek or a Cyberman in the season... Oh, well, I expected that. They got to have her rub up against the Cybermen at some point, you and know. And how exciting mm-hmm. to have a brand new iteration of the Doctor with brand new adventures and companions and villains. And mm-hmm. a different it's perspective. Like a total reboot of this show. That's how I want to go into it. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to be totally different. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And look at the, this is not the first time they've done not all new villains, but how many new villains, sorry, V, was in like the last season? You know, too many, too many. Oh, it was well, every about that. every episode. I think we, there was. A well, villain. we told you it. There's a mm. lot of like, yeah, they're all like dark episodes like that. Yeah, Stephen Moffat definitely takes but, season ten, not, and this is not in any way a spoiler. This is just like the tone. His season yeah. ten is very much like horror slash monster heavy driven. So he really gets that dark stuff that yeah. he always which wanted I to tell out. Which, I, I like. Yeah, that. I like Stephen Moffat as a showrunner. Yeah. But, I like yeah. his other shows. I love the sh- I love Sherlock. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Which we still haven't finished that either. Mm-hmm. On the list. Yeah, it's on, on the list. list. It's three hours of stuff we'll have to do at some point for two episodes. Well, I'm looking forward to it Me at too. some point. Sorry, yeah. Sarah. Didn't well, mean to Castle kick Rock that. sucked us in. So. Oh, oh yeah. my God, Castle Rock. Is, <laughs> we finally Speaking get to watch the finale today. Yeah. <gasps> and we're done. The season yeah. finale is aired on last Wednesday. And then we need okay. to do Castle Talk. I'm telling you. Castle Talk. Yeah. Is that be TM. A, TM. TM. Yeah. I fucking heard it here first. Journey into Comics <laughs> Network. Maybe it'll be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Patreon exclusive okay. event. One off event. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We'll, we'll get into the that. whole season. We're, that's a good idea. Yeah, we're riffing yeah. right now, but that's fine. I'm into it. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's reel it in. So let's reel it in back to what we were already talking about. We were already kind of doing this a little bit, but today's whole purpose for this episode, episode three, is discussing our favorite villains. And we were already kind of doing that, talking about the Daleks oh, yeah. and their history in the modern series. Obviously, the Daleks start at Genesis of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, actually, I mean, they start at the are very beginning. I'm sorry. Are you saying that the Daleks are your favorite? N- no. Oh, I thought that's what no, we were saying. No, I'm oh. saying that we were already talking about villains that are iconic to oh, speak iconic. about. So yeah. we can now kind of discuss what our favorites are, and I'm going to get into that in a second. I was just okay. mentioning that the Daleks are kind of the most storied history. They start in the very first episode of Doctor Who or at the very beginning of Doctor Who. And, you know, they go throughout time. You have Tom Baker having maybe one of the most legendary stories in Genesis of the Daleks that kind of sets up the reason, the birth mm-hmm. of Davros and all this amazing, amazing can, can, canog, canog, how do they say that word? Canography. Canography, yeah, where you like canonize your story. I don't yeah, know, actually. I'm not sure. It's a weird one. Thanks, Internet. Uh, yeah, thanks, Internet. I'm not, I'm not going to look it up either. Uh, but anyways, let's get down to it. V, let's start with you. Favorite villain? I mean, if you want to well, start, you can start with me. I'll start. I don't mind. No, it's fine. Okay. I think, uh, I don't I don't know what my favorite villain would be, but I, if I had to pick one, I would say that I the, the one villain that actually seemed like a horrific, scary villain, besides the Weeping Angels, was the Silence. Mm-hmm. The silence was probably my most, mo- the most memorable villain for me, other than Daleks. It's the silence. Uh, silence first appearing on day on day of the moon, season six. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, it's oh, so creepy. creepy. In the yeah, and the whole like we've always been here, we'll always be here. The thought of know? a villain yep. being in the room with you and you completely forget that you even yep. saw it. 
like once you look away yep. from it you forget that you that it even was there mm-hmm. so like that's oh like that lady in the bathroom me. you know like yeah, when they're in, the in there wow, it's so creepy yeah yeah uh, that was a really creepy idea for a villain <laughs> Yeah, that's a creepy one. And the resolve for that first thing with this with the silence is so clever as well. Because you had them utilize the actual moon landing as a way to like disrupt the system and get mm. everybody honed in that the silence even exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Actually who's weird. But then yeah. the, the more fucked up part about the silence, if we're gonna kinda go into that, the thing that I really love about the silence is what they mean by they've been there since the beginning. Season five, when Matt Smith starts, him and Prisoner Zero, Prisoner mm-hmm. Zero has escaped, they discuss the silence, but it's not in the same reference. You almost forget yeah. that it's spoken. Right. And it's like a teaser that it's mm-hmm. coming. And then the biggest reveal is that the whole crack, the whole thing, Christmas, Matt Smith's big grand finale, mm-hmm. the crack led back to the silence, and they've always been there. That's and why it's yeah. like such yeah. an epic oh. fucking villain. Yeah, that's it's my, a good it's my one. pick. That's a good one. I totally agree with you, Sarah. What, you, what are your thoughts on villain? Um, I mean, well, the silence is at the top for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, the weeping angels, to a certain extent, but they don't actually kill you. I mean. They kill well, we you. We didn't but know that right away. Yeah, we didn't know that for a long time, right? Yeah, I mean they're like they're creepy or whatever. Don't get me wrong; like mm-hmm. they're pretty creepy. But uh, so yeah, I would say those are probably like you know of the big ones, the top ones. But I have a couple of like B sides. Oh, please I guess, bring them to my attention. Uh, that are really creepy to me. <laughs> One is that the, the whole thing with the waters of Mars with the water and it just and it just turns people and there's one drop and it gets in you and then you turn into them that whole thing and like like that's like one of those real world like oh if there was like an alien that was a microscopic kind of alien like host host style like that that could be a real thing Mm -hmm. you know and they never really explain what it is they just leave you hanging on it (laughs) and that's the other one that is my other b-side is Whatever the hell was happening in the episode on Midnight, when he's on the tr- on the train to the within it was in Donna season David Tennant and like there was that possession thing and the woman gets possessed. Remember the the yeah and they're all turning the, the planet Midnight that's oh, made of diamonds. They're the, on the oh yeah the, the diamond one yeah yeah they're on the train the train yeah, 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 yeah it was like the um like the because Lord of the Flies kind of the yeah. Donna, reference it's thing. It's the Donna Light episode of that. Yes, season, it's the Catherine one where she's Tate hanging out at home. Yeah, and yeah. then on the flip, the very next episode's turn left. Yeah, and then it possesses the Doctor, and they never explain that one either. either. He's just like, ah, I, I don't ever want to see that again. Like yeah. he was freaked out. That yeah. was like, a good episode. That Absolutely. that was one of my favorite. Like scary. Like oh, like that's I guess like the space stuff. Like the unknown space, like is more scary to me than like the man-made things or like even like the Daleks because they're kind not really man-made, but you know, like I don't know the stuff that has no explanation. That's just like, Mm -hmm. what are you? I think that my villain pick comes from a place of chaotic evil. M A S T E R. Oh, because man, the history of the which iteration just in general. Honestly, okay, so so technically speaking, uh, Derek Jacoby, he plays the fifth master. He was the uh, Dr. Yana, Professor Yana in uh, season three. Mm-hmm. He, he's brief. I do like his portrayal because he doesn't come off as the master because he doesn't know it's that whole fob watch thing they had introduced 
earlier with human nature family of blood where mm-hmm. the master doesn't realize it it's himself Ooh, those are good villains too but family of blood oh yes oh the family of blood's <laughs> fucking those are dope. good ones um, yeah that was a good one the scarecrow yeah but yeah. uh no honestly john sims is the best master for me like the ultimate master the ultimate iteration his go with tenant not once but twice is like honestly pretty legendary how they did that i mean he was there for the end of 10 story and just beautifully done and mm-hmm. yeah. i would the, the most i mean i there's a lot of scenes that have made me cry in doctor who but the fucking scene where the doctor's holding the master as he like lets himself die because he doesn't want to regenerate just like crushing because <laughs> it's like 10 is realized it's just me now officially mm-hmm. i am the last time lord there is no one else here what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. But then didn't he come back? Yes. Yeah. The master was lady. so pleased as he was dying. Oh, and Missy. Causing so much pain. Oh. John Sim is al- almost too adorable for me as the master. <laughs> like, he's just so just cheeky. Will you pull up a picture of him? Yeah, sure. Of yeah. course. Actually, I'm going to pull like, up my favorite picture of John Sim as the master. He's just got that face. I'm like, I can't take you seriously. And then I'm like, oh, I get sucked in. But Missy is way more like the so original the master. Like remember drama. With, yeah, with the cape. And yeah, the, from the, the like, odd, like the, the, the episode or yeah the, yeah, the old one. Yeah, when we were watching like uh, mm-hmm. the, the first master. third doctor. Yeah, <clears throat> when we were watching like the third doctor. <laughs> okay, so I asked Nate to yeah. pull up a picture of him, and he pulled up a picture of his of him but his face is almost yeah, entirely covered by a mask oh you need you want to see his face <laughs> i was bringing up a funny picture yeah. because this makes me think of season three when he gasses those people uh-huh. when he's getting ready to take yeah, over but that has nothing life. to do with his face being too adorable to be oh yeah he's adorable there <laughs> i remember who the hell we're talking about yeah i mean come on yep 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 <laughs> he's excellent and of course you, you know um missy was a great iteration of the master as well. Drama. Roger yeah. Delgado, Terror of the Autons. We brought that up last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we the can't first... talk too much about Missy though. No, correct. There's spoilers. She's got a, to there's I don't want to spoil anything about Missy. <laughs> I really don't. One of my favorite things happens with that oh, timeline yes. in Doctor Who, and I will not spoil it. What season? Because I was so pleased. It's nine and ten both. Oh, okay. There's yeah. more to come. Yeah, All I can't right, say anything well, without up. without danger of spoiling it, but one of my favorite things is coming. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that but when I catch up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've kind of talked about some of the favorite episodes from the different villains. What are your guys' least favorite villains? What villains are just like, oh my gosh, this is boring. I'm kind of over it. What villains, this is an alternate way to look at this, have not aged well with the series? There are some of these older villains they've kind of brought back out of the thing. And are there any of those that are in your head that you go, man, That I think they thought that was cool, but it wasn't really that cool. No, I've never been terribly impressed with Cybermen. Really? Like, yeah. the threat of the Cybermen, just their look always felt a little cheesy to me. Like, <laughs> hard to believe that I need to be terrified of that they're like this insane, like, evil villain. Yeah. <laughs> they're more just like... Uh, I think I saw this in a 50s movie, you know, (laughs) which is fine. There's a time and a place for that. But I get tired of having to see so many Cybermen stories, I guess. Yeah. I have one. 
Bring it up, Sarah. The Autons. You don't think the Autons aged well? No. I don't like their paper mache heads. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Think about the original Autons, how goofy it was. True, with the weird, like, like almost like salami face mask had, that just like kind of was translucently it looked covering like the that face. Movie, yeah, like that, uh, well, that's people probably don't know that movie either, that the Frank movie. You know, yes. Frank. Oh my God, Frank is such it, a good I mean, movie. they looked like that with the big like circus, like Mardi Gras heads on, you know, like, like I'm not taking that seriously. I mean, but that was more terrifying to me, those little dudes with Tommy guns or whatever they had, than yeah. like, but you know, like the first season, you know, with Mickey and all of that, like the autons there, like that the plastics. <laughs> yeah, the pla- yeah, that was the that mannequins. was silly. That was, that and was it was silly. meant to be, meant to be campy. Yeah. You know, they weren't trying to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, I didn't like what ended up happening with the, what were they called, the ooh or something like that? the, the ood. ood. Yeah, the ood. They're like they're not really. I felt so they're bad frenemies. for them. Like, they're frenemies. They're yeah. frenemies, but I felt bad yeah. at how their storyline progressed. Yeah, I yeah, think it's a sad that, story. Mm-hmm. I think that the Ice Warriors didn't progress brilliantly with time. Like they, like it, every yeah, time just I the watched, Ice Warriors. no, but it was like watching the Ice Warrior story in 2015 or whenever it was with Matt Smith's season. And I think that was mm-hmm. seven, actually, Cold War. Uh, that episode made me kind of go. Well, this is just a fucking alien story, mm-hmm. and it's just like an exoskeleton, and then it's aliens. Like, okay, so what? Mm-hmm. And it took the—I guess it kind of took it away from me. It wasn't a bad episode; it just definitely wasn't my favorite. Uh, what is like your least favorite Doctor Who episode? Or do you have any that come to mind that you that you actively skip over and don't plan on rewatching? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Oh. Uh, <laughs> could, well, Actually, we'll talk about it now. It's fine. Yeah, it's a good segue. It's, it, well, good, but I have one more thing in this uh, in this villain section that we oh. want to make make sure to get to because we had some fan responses. Should we get to those first and sure. then respond to that question? Why not? So, uh, we had a couple fan responses. I said, "What are your favorite villains? Favorite villain episodes?" And Keegan from Keegan and Friends said, "The Silence." We discussed. Oh shit! Uh, mm-hmm. But this one we did not discuss. The Vashta Narada. Ooh, how did I miss Talk that? Talk about a creepy fucking villain. Yes. Silence in the library. Those are mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Those are creepy. That was creepy. Donna Noble yeah. has left the library. Donna Noble has been saved. Now that's a different part of it being creepy. Yeah. yeah that had nothing still. to do with the Vashta Narada. <laughs> but still. That was that just whole thing was creepy. Absolutely. On its own, the whole cow thing and all mm-hmm. that's Stephen Moffat firing that was on all such cylinders. a weird episode. Birth, it's the, the creation of River Song. So but I know it's so brilliant with what they do with River Song. Yeah. yeah. And do you know when that episode first came out, the people that I watched it with were convinced, convinced people would say that they were never going to bring River Song back as a character. They said, really? oh, no, that's just a one-off. You know, mm-hmm. she was just here. I don't really like that. She's not going to be anything, you whatever. You they were planting seeds, or they didn't think like, they were planting seeds They are totally plant. That's what they you do in the right. series, Series you know? 4, mm-hmm. when Series 4 was happening, they were already courting Moffat to be showrunner because mm-hmm. Russell T. was still showrunner. Yeah. So it was all set up. He creates River Song knowing that's a character I can pull back and utilize when I'm the showrunner, mm-hmm. if it yeah. actually happens. And, I mean, the rest is history, so. Timey wimey. Yeah, uh, we have Andrew D. Gable saying, the crinoids in Seeds of Doom. That's an old school. I think that's like a third or fifth doctor, mm. Seeds of Doom, fourth doctor. I'll have to look that up. Uh, he says, even though technically they weren't really the villains, 
It was more kind of the botanist guy whose name I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like that. Yeah. Crinoids. Wow, I haven't heard of the crinoids. I haven't talked about the crinoids in a while. Okay, so we've got several responses. I shared this on a couple different places. Uh, Claire Pedersen says, definitely John Sims is the master, especially in the end uh, of time. Yeah, yeah. Scariest bit I ever saw on TV was the morphing him into, or morphing into him, everyone morphing into him, even Obama. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was disturbing. Uh, Wayne Edwards says the master every time, especially when played by Roger Delgado. Uh-huh. And I was just yeah. like, hey, we just Drama. talked about that on Drama. Terry the Autons. Uh, old school Cyberman David Michael Brooks says, Yeti Underground and the Sea Devils. Yeti and oh, the Underground the and the Sea Devils. Devils. Both great. Yeah. I've re- they never brought back the Sea Devils, did they? I feel like they referenced it uh, somewhere. They reference it in like uh, the episode where the doctor and Martha are underground, the crab people. Oh, the yeah. He talks about like fighting the sea yeah, devils. Yeah, yeah, he the, does. Yeah, that was a weird episode. I knew it was There's in there so somewhere. so many weird episodes. Yeah. And then Jerry Lewandowski says, favorite villain of all time, the Celestial Toymaker, which I oh. don't recall the Celestial Toymaker, so I got to do a little Google search here. Celestial Toymaker? Is that from like... Do you know what season it's from? What uh, era of who? Oh, mm. wow, yeah. Uh, he's... I need to see it again. That's He's... The Celestial... It's oh. It's a part of a mostly missing serial. Oh, wow. Played by Jerry Davis. I uh, see that. He's missed... Three episodes of his six are missing from season three. So it was a first Doctor story. Oh. Okay. So, interesting. The Celestial Toymaker. That's a classic. I'll have to... Yeah, he looks really cool, too. I agree. (laughs) He looks like a... He almost looked Gallifreyan a little bit, like with his carb there. I did pull up a random wiki before we go to this next portion here that V asked me. Real quick, our random wiki for the day is Draxus. The Draxus was a race of space leeches. Are you serious? The woman in white was holding them on board her ship, but they escaped. They sapped the life of creatures and they converted people into vampire creatures from the audio woman in white because there are BBC oh. audios. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten into the audio. Crazy drums. though, because uh, not spelled the same, but I had a band called Draxis. Yeah, you did. Uh, D-R-A-X-S-I-S, not D-R-A-X-U-S. How funny. Uh, so that yeah. was, I was a little bit... Like, <laughs> that is random, isn't it? <laughs> that is a little, a little strange. Uh, a little taken back by that. Veronica, you said what's my least favorite or worst episode, in my opinion. Episode I actively skip. The Unquiet Dead is that episode. I fucking mm. loathe that boring, nearly pointless episode of Doctor Who. I'm pretty sure from the second Refresh season. Refresh my memory. I don't remember. It's the one with the Gelf. The Gelf. They're the spirits. In the funeral home. It's in home, the 1800 funeral they, home. They keep possessing bodies. And uh, The main actress name? is uh, the person who plays Gwen on Torchwood. Yeah. She's, she's Gwyneth. She's like a, a like little the, like, peasant oh. girl. Big eyes. And she like sees ghosts. And they go into the into the oil lamps and stuff. But it's like a, f- a funeral parlor. Yeah. Uh, it's ringing a bell. It's ringing a bell. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Doctor Who in like a short episode period of time. Th- so the th- they all kind of blend together. It's an old one. It was the yeah. third episode of the first season. Yeah. It's a Chris Freckleston. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, it's one where they go and back in time. Like it? They go back to like no, the look, 1800s. Here, here's the... Oh, shit. You all right? I just bumped my mic. I'm fine. All right. Cool. But that's when, like, there's the Doctor and Rose. 
And then then there's the spirits that are getting let out of this lady. Because she like... Why do I feel like I remember liking this episode? I think you did. I I remember Nate saying he didn't like it. And you were like, why don't you like this episode? I'm looking at these pictures and I totally fucking liked it. It was not my jam. It was it was my jam. I remember liking it. I grew up in a funeral home, so it's yeah, definitely my jam. I was surprised you didn't remember it because of that. Yeah. Well, I'm terrible with names. Like he just Me spouts too. off all of these fucking episode titles. Like he just has a backlog in his brain. Well, he's the Rain Man. I know, I've and I can't that do that. 11, like you just look at years. me like I'm stupid. I'm like I can't remember no, all of these episode at, titles. I'm no, sorry. Darling, I don't look at you like you're stupid. It's not about that. I look at you from a place of like. I know I have a crazy memory, so I'm just trying to give you like what's in my head, like this this part and then this part. Like hopefully yeah. you'll jog your memory, but I'm also kind of bad at clues, <laughs> as you guys have told me with my terrible sign language. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's oh. why I ask you to just show me pictures online so I can see what you're talking about. He's the king of pantomiming. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so the unquiet dead. Nate doesn't like that episode. Veronica yeah. likes we it. Watch it again. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm on the fence about it. I like. I don't know. Well, I, I can't remember it that well, so I would I wouldn't mind watching it again and then giving you an an updated opinion. Listen, compared to my chi- my choice, it's going to be what was your choice? Uh, way better comparison. My choice is dinosaurs on a spaceship. Oh, God oh, damn yes. it, that's a terrible I, episode. That was a terrible really episode. I really thought that was so forced. You and know what? Just so bad. I could not like can I change? You know, mine? Matt Smith was that was a Matt Smith one, yep. and with, he was adorable in it with the pond and the you pond know. father. And you can't, yeah, and you can't say they didn't do their best with the material. But I just think that that was a poorly written episode, yeah. and that just yeah. was like, that well, was we're going to execute this as as good as we can here. I'm but I'm going to change my choice for least favorite episode because mm. she just jogged my memory. She said oh. dinosaurs on a spaceship right alongside it, a town called Mercy. Oh, I don't like that God, one either. That, is that a was stinker weird, of an episode. Depressing. The fucking like cyborg in the wild, wild west, and he was trapped there. Yeah, <laughs> I did not like that oh, at it was all. So bad. It was so, so bad. bad, and it's yeah. so sad that season kicked off with <laughs> Asylum of the Daleks, and that is such a badass episode. The yeah, fucking where first time set, we see reset Clara the Daleks, pretty the, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. like, oh. <sighs> <laughs> and it's just uh, yeah. Peter Capaldi had some rough material to work with yeah. on season eight. I can't even remember the yeah. episode titles. God, there was yeah, like Moon 1949 or 2049. Where it was There's a giant been a place. lot of good ones on the also back true. half of season oh, eight. Yeah. That was really good. But the first couple of them were clunkers. And that I'm reminded because you said the dinosaur one. Land of the mm-hmm. Lost, right? That was yeah. the first Capaldi where the dinosaurs just in. And then Strax, Vastra, and Jenny are there. Yeah. Yeah. But he's kind of. Were you just clapping? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's okay. That. I just, I thought it was the cats. I was like, where are they? How'd they get in here? <laughs> They're not here. Okay, good. You've tricked They've me. They've been banned from the studio. Yeah. I don't know why they would be tapping in rhythm. I don't know. But... Maybe they're clever. <laughs> Cammy could have been reaching on the box. <coughs> so anyways, we wanted to do a little segment before we got out of here that was heavily inspired by AP and I having a conversation on one of the early posts of uh, Gallifradio. I need to probably look up here. Uh, but it was essentially him saying that an episode was bad, and then me saying, that episode's not that bad. It's not as bad as The Unquiet Dead, in my opinion, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be funny to pit two episodes together and just determine which one is the worst of the worst. Okay. 
Well, are you going to talk about the two that you were just talking about? We can. Did you want to throw one into the mix and we can do worst of the worst of the worst? Or do you want to be well, a moderator? I think I'll be a moderator only because sure. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Sarah, In why... future, I, I need to have homework assignments for podcasts. Sure. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have a lot going on, so I need to prep for something like that. Sarah, what... So you know what I'm talking about. What do you find in dinosaurs on a spaceship that is so bad that it's unbearable well there's a lot of things but i'm gonna choose that it's called dinosaurs on a spaceship and there's (laughs) nothing but dinosaurs on a spaceship like that's just kind of how it felt to me like that was it was very and Oh, and we have some historical characters. We and we're like, and it it was just cheap. It was cheaply written. It was cheaply written. Okay. I don't even remember the resolve of it. I know there was some guy like that. He ended up having some sort of showdown with that was behind all of it, and it was. It just was kind of like it just felt like filler on an album. Isn't dinosaurs on this? I got my timeline fucked up, so I'm not sure here. But isn't nope. That was the season before. Never mind. Where the miniature people, where they miniaturize, mm. and the doctor was in like, like he was miniaturized inside of a body of the doctor. Oh yeah, wasn't that where they was? No, the, I'm thinking of when they saw met Clara. Yeah, Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna change my answer yet again to a least favorite because I forgot. That <laughs> oh my this god! Is absolutely, but this, this this one wins it for me because ooh, dinosaurs on a spaceship is just dinosaurs on a spaceship. <laughs> at least that has like an honest story where the doctor is just like with the pawns and like at least you can give a little bit of credit to the story because the pond dad is pretty funny. Like in the episode, fawning over the doctor and being yeah, so excited to travel yeah, in time yeah. and space. But you know what wasn't fun or exciting? Girl in the fireplace. Man, everybody Ma- hates Madame on that de Pompfrey, episode. Madame no, de Pompadour. Madame de Pompadour, the doctor fucking just leaves Rose and Mickey on a spaceship to die. He crashes through. If I break this mirror, right. there's no way around it. It's over. I'm going to break this mirror with my fucking horse and leave you stuck stranded in the middle of space with no way home. I mean, granted, he figures it out and like fucking ends up saving him and whatnot. Well. But like... Ultimately, it's a, poor, it's a poor. If you had any doubt, he would. It's a stupid doctor decision. Like, yeah, you got the clockwork men that show up in that episode, which that's a fucking corny villain. Oh, they're just gears. You know, like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But it was just, to me, it wasn't the best. I think that's maybe the weakest of um, of Modern Who, actually. I don't know. I would. It's like uh, he makes a stupid decision, but. That's why he says all the time now, am I a good man? Right? Okay. He does make stupid decisions all the time. A lot of time, you know, I mean, there's lots That's of why destruction. That's why he's a good man. He's right. always asking because he's, he makes these decisions. Yeah. So that's like he, he's, and, the, and it's also like showing or shining a light on, I should say, what happens when you make any sort of decision when you are in infatuated like infatuation when you're in love for the first time and you have the fumes around you you know you make different kinds of decisions you make snap decisions and that was what the whole episode was about was his love for rose which or his love for this you know new you know woman that has come along and it was that whole 
push love and pull. Versus lust. That's what a lot of people I think got turned off as they weren't looking at it like that, you know, and then they find all these body parts. <laughs> I mean, that, that whole thing was kind of creepy when they were, you know, they start to find all of that stuff on the ship. And, uh, I like that they did the callback later. I don't remember which episode it was way later, way later season yeah. where they did a callback mm-hmm. to that, uh, I can't think that of monster, it though. that villain. Um, Oh, uh, uh, I actually think that was in the 50th. It was way later. Or something, I know he that says they some of these some it. of these were just uh, gears once, or I dealt with one of you lot that were just gears or some shit. He yeah, says, there was he some villain. Past it. I don't I remember what it was. Remember. See, I'm but not always they Rolodex. they referenced it later. But yeah, mm. Girl in the Fireplace gets a little bit of a bad rap for that because that's the reason behind. I I would say, anyways, my assessment of the reason why the writers would write it that way. Why they would write him making that decision. It also you know? makes the heartbreak of what actually happens to the doctor and Rose later even more heartbreaking right. because he left her there as a choice mm-hmm. and then he loses her there not as a choice. That's right. And those are those things you don't pay attention to it's when you're subtext. just watching it as a TV show, but then you just, that's what sticks with you mm-hmm. about just, those writings. Will you, you know? just raise her fucking hand? Cause yeah, I was about to. Girl in the Fireplace is like, <laughs> In it's comparison. an integral episode. It does, even though I don't want it to be. And dinosaurs on a yeah. fucking spaceship is just... It's just dinosaurs, dinosaurs on a spaceship. <laughs> spaceship. Yeah. It's I mean, like, how can you try to compare, you know, an important, you know, this, storytelling yeah. episode with dinosaurs on a right. spaceship? Oh, and then let's not even talk about the, the, the love triangle sort of dynamic with Mickey being involved in that episode. Oh, and yeah. Mickey gets left behind as her protector, quote unquote, you know, but and it's just like shit to protect her. But yeah, so there's that whole dynamic at play as well. And then, oh, the doctor's not coming back for you. You know, like he's, That's he gets all sassy about it, you know, and he gets brave and sassy like he does, you know, and then, you know, doctor comes sauntering in and then they have more of that beef after that because mickey was so convinced that you know they were they were gonna die he was gonna leave them there listen all i ever need to know about mickey is from the very first fucking episode i saw clinging to her leg clinging and cowering Mm -hmm. it's like precious and he's holding on to rose's waist for dear life on his knees and that gives mickey Mickey. and we're gonna have to have a whole episode on companions (laughs) twat because oh, no, but Mickey's yeah. story arc, he shifts so pragmatically in that second season because he, when they go through the void and they end up on other earth and Mickey sees Ricky and like <laughs> oh, yeah, his yeah. gran is not dead and mm-hmm. he like, oh, and that's. May he rest in peace, Ricky. Yeah. Ricky. Oh, poor Ricky. Poor Ricky. Um, yeah. Alas. No, but I'm the real Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyways, Veronica, you've, we, we're going to decide the dinosaurs on a spaceship is just dinosaurs on a spaceship for which is worse this week. So yeah. next time we do this, we're going to have to come up with some more bad episodes. Which is worse. Well, which yeah. is worse. Uh, I've actually got a couple of news pieces that I did forget. We do have the first episode title for Jodie Whittaker's first episode. Oh. Do you guys want to hear it? Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say it, and I'm also going to say a piece of news that follows this. So the woman who fell to earth is the episode title, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Okay. Spoiler alert, Chris Chibnall and company has all said that the doctor will not personally reference or make note that she is now a she at all this season. But the first episode is called The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Mm-hmm. So some kind of woman is falling to earth that That's isn't not the, the doctor. doctor. Correct, hot take. So they're just saying like it's not going to be 
oh my gosh, I'm a woman. Look at this. Like they're not yeah. going to make it some. There's big not going to be a honk joke or anything like that. Like well, they're gonna I be hope they at least make a nod to it, like solid. how they were like when. Well, this is an opposite of a nod, I guess. But like when he was always disappointed, he's not ginger. Yes, you or know? the fact that he has like weird ears. Yeah, Can you make a reference about that. Yeah, like I hope they at least do some sort of nod to the appearance, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about it. You know, a male female thing. You yeah, know, just about the difference in the appearance. I feel like we just watched a movie. This has nothing to do with that. We just watched that uh, that movie, Oceans Eight. Eight yeah, Eight, the Sandra yeah. Bullock Oceans movie. It was surprisingly good. I'm not gonna lie. I really liked it. I thought it was really good, and I'll tell yeah. you why. They n- never even once alluded to the fact that they were all doing this as women and it was like girl, girl power, power. Blah, blah, blah. we don't need men blah 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 right. like they they never like made it about that which is why i liked it cuz it was yeah. just like watching you know a regular oceans movie but with a, just a different cast and it had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the fact that they were women and i really appreciated that in that storytelling and i feel like this is what it's going to be for the new doctor who where they can do it in a way that alludes to like oh well i'm a woman now that's fine but then i just i want them to leave it at that and not carry right. it over like and make it a big deal or make it an issue you know it, it didn't matter that he was a man before right he wasn't hanging on that like no. i'm the doctor because i'm a man i'm right. a man man like actually, it, it didn't matter and actually, I don't know if you know this, but Chris Chibnall, when he when he knew who the doctor was, he knew who he was going to line up for his writers for this season. He didn't tell them that it was a she. So mm. literally mm. in scripts, they wrote it, it still says he. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing that I want to bring up too. They did the same thing for well, uh, the movie Alien. Sigourney Weaver's character was supposed to be a ma- it was written for a man. Oh. And then they yeah. cast Sigourney Weaver as it. And that's why that character is so fucking cool and badass. Yeah, and everybody respects her because yeah. it was written for a dude. And mm. she played it so well that you didn't even notice she was a woman, you know? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't, wasn't an it, it wasn't about that. It wasn't Correct. about that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to see the season 11 premiere in October. Last couple things here. We got a an RIP to say that Doctor Who star Jacqueline Pierce died at 74. Uh, she was introduced in 85 in a guest role of the two doctors opposite Colin Baker. The episode followed the sixth doctor and his former companion, Jamie McCrimmon, team up once again to save the second doctor from a nefarious plot. So that was a sixth and second doctor Ooh, story. That's um, sad. And she's passed away. So that is very sad. Rest in peace, Jacqueline Pierce. And on the flip side, we have a beloved yet relatively unknown Doctor Who companion making her return. Sheridan Smith will return as the eighth Doctor's companion, Lucy Miller, in a new audio drama from Big Finish. Oh, so again, drama. they I love that they do that. Yeah, that's they awesome. Tell, mm. I, it makes me want to see. Audio dramas. It makes yeah. me want to listen yeah. to them, actually. The more mm-hmm. that they do these different things and knowing that they actually take time to try to get the actual Doctor or actors or as close to it as possible. Yeah, that's cool. Locked mm-hmm. in. So cool to see uh, the Eighth Doctor doing some more stuff. Obviously, Paul McGann has done a ton of big finish audio. So to bring her story back, and you'll need to watch the movie, maybe that'll be our plan for episode four. We'll get the movie going. And uh, Oh, yeah. We have to watch that terrible yes, movie. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, the Liquid Master. It. That's fine. I'll do it. Yeah. The it's Liquid good. Master. 
Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> That's the episode title. The, the liquid master. The liquid master. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we haven't even some talked about the libations mo- to get through that movie. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the movie yet. Well, we'll say. Yeah, that's true. We'll save it for the liquid master, or we'll, we'll save it for the Eighth Doctor's we'll movie. Save it. Uh, not the. Uh, maybe we'll call this episode "Dinosaurs in the Fireplace." Whoa. <laughs> Sounds excessive. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, we'll think about is that. Is there anything else we wanted to discuss before we get out of here? No, I think we pretty much covered it today. Yeah, and even though we thought we would speed through this when we actually went about our typical episode length of an hour, so mm-hmm. I'm impressed mm-hmm. by that, you guys. Thank well, you. Well, there's always mm-hmm. plenty to talk about oh, when it yeah. comes to Doctor Who. Yep. Totally. It's like opening Pandorica's box. On that note, you're a dork. Pandorica's <laughs> box. Anyways, folks, you can check out Gallif Radio on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com where you can get all the different shows on our network. Uh, Journey Into Comics, Poor News, Poor Entertainment, uh, Kids for Sale, Foodies Watching Movies, Journey Into Wrestling, Podcastrophy, This Show Gallif Radio, Kids for Sale, Brews with Dudes, The Best of the Week Show, Adulting Ain't Easy. <laughs> I said Are you adulting. Repeating them now. <laughs> I, sa- I meant to say adulting ain't easy in the Wednesday slot, and I said kids for sale. Yeah, and you repeated did. it. So my bad. That's okay. You can also go to our Patreon at Patreon.com/backslash Journey into Comics. Give us a buck for early access and exclusive content. Meaning, as soon as the episode's up and recorded and ready to go, you get to hear it before anybody else, except for today where we're a little bit late. Oops, uh, but that's Sorry, all right. Guys. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. adulting ain't easy, guys. It's not yeah. adulting ain't but easy. But sometimes you're late on the podcast. Podcast. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Uh, that's that's and that's life. Veronica, Sarah, thank you guys both so much for joining me again. No problem. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got tongue tied. I was it's like, okay. wait, it happens. What do I it's, just, it's just podcasting. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for episode three of Gallup Radio. As always, I'm Nate. I'm Veronica, Sarah, and we will see you guys later.